on today's episode of Locked on Lightning. What a disappointing start to the season. Lightning losing very big at home after they raised the banner against the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll talk all about that and more. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Just a very unfortunate, disappointing start to the season. Sadly, let's play that music. Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. What's up, everybody? How are we doing on today's episode? Obviously, the big story is Tampa Bay Lightning. Just, you know, it, it was really it was really probably one of the more frustrating games I've seen them play. And I know I've said that multiple times on this show, losing 6-2 in the home opener, just not clicking at all. The team that I, 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 and maybe it was just me having high expectations for this team, and a lot of people having high, high expectations. I know it's one game of 82, but you know, obviously, front of the fans, packed crowd at Amelie, raising the banner, Stanley Cup champions for the second year in a row, starting the quest to be for the three P you want to get off to a good start, especially against the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, no Malkin, no Crosby. You got Vazzy in that everybody's healthy with new additions. You obviously think that this game is sort of in the bag, but guess what? That's why they play it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, just lightning, not clicking and, and I'm not going to make too big of a deal about this. I'm really not. But still, you want, you know, win, lose, or shoot out, whatever the case may be. You want this team to go out and compete. And and that's not what they did. Um, the first period looked good. And it, it yes, it did, but it didn't. And large part of that had to do because... Honestly, I and I hate to say it, and I'm not accusing this team of not playing hard or skating well I think it just goes back to what we saw last year some of the things that we saw last year that the lightning didn't do well and a big thing that the nip the lightning in the butt more times than not we saw it throughout the regular season we saw it at times in the playoffs I mean not so much in the playoffs lightning turned on a different gear in the Stanley Cup playoffs Um, but in the regular season the Tampa Bay Lightning they played down to the competition of the team that was on the ice with them and I'm not saying that the Pittsburgh Penguins are a bad team I'm not saying that whatsoever I think you throw Malkin you throw Crosby out on there you have a pretty good team and even without them you have a decent team a team that obviously went out there and competed they went out there and scored goals they played very good neutral zone defense they did everything right and I guess that's what you could chalk it up to I mean if you look at the stat sheet for the Pittsburgh Penguins in terms of the goal the goal scored 
some of these names aren't most of these names aren't eye popping. You really don't see a lot of big name players out there for the Pittsburgh Penguins. A lot of lot you don't see a lot of players that were out there on the ice that maybe you know your average hockey fan would know, or even you know a Lightning fan would know. I mean, you had the Carters, you had the Zuckers, Brian Boyle, of course, former Lightning player. Um, you had some other players as well, and then of course Tristan Jarry in in that, as well as Chris Letang. Everybody knows Chris Letang, but if you look at who was on the ice for the Lightning. You still look at this game. If, if, if you look at these two lineups, you look at the lines. You look at who is in net for each team. I mean, if you said the final score was 6-2 and you don't tell me who won, I'm going to assume the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it, like I said, we're not going to put a lot of stock into this game, but if this is something that is a a sign of what's going to come in the future, I got to say, that's going to be a little concerning. And really what it comes down to is what I spoke about before, is that the Tampa Bay Lightning tend to play down to the competition that is them on ice. And I'm recording this Wednesday night. I know a little late for some of you, uh, so you're probably listening to this Thursday morning. And the reason why on a scale of one to 10, one being not worried at all as, you know, 10 being panic mode right now, I got to, I got, honestly, I'm, I'm at at 1.5 and I know coach Cooper's had a talk with his team after the game. I, and I, and he's got enough veterans on this team to where he doesn't have to say much for the message to hit home. A lot of these guys know what's what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Uh, how he wants them to start games, how he wants them to play, um, and and how they are expected to play. And I mean, when you look at this team, really, uh, they competed really on. And I'm not saying they they didn't play hard, but they hung with the Penguins for one period. You know that that second period, even the first period, those first two that those first forty minutes. I even tweeted it during the game. I thought the Tampa Bay Lightning somewhat coasted throughout those first forty minutes, and I'm not, and I'm not disrespecting these guys. Like I said, I just want to stress that before anyone takes this the wrong way. No, not at all. The Tampa Bay Lightning played well, but not as well as we're all accustomed to seeing the two-time Stanley defending Stanley Cup champions. When it comes down to it, Tampa Bay Lightning weren't skating up and down the ice, making it a track race. They weren't taking it to the Pittsburgh Penguins. From the initial puck drop, it looked like the Pittsburgh Penguins were the better team. And they were the better team all night. And Coach Cooper came out and said they got beat tonight, that night, last night. And it's a little concerning to me just because you want to get off to a good start and you have a team already second on the schedule who has given you a little bit of trouble, especially last season, and that's the Detroit Red Wings, who, let's face it, they're still a very young team, ton of potential, ton of upside, but they have the Lightning's number, and it's going to be interesting, and and I've always said this since, you know, the first, first, recap we did on this show and I'm not going to do a stereotypical recap about this because I've already stated 
in length what happened. I'm not going to take you by play by play, but I will talk about some of the things that happened in this game. Uh, but I'm curious to see how this team responds. How what are how are they going to play and react in the first five minutes of the game against Detroit tomorrow? Or, you know, if you're listening to this on Thursday, today, tonight. Because, like I've said it before, the Lightning need to win the first five minutes of the game. Even if it doesn't result in a goal, you need to go out there and dominate. Because that, And you need to go out there and set the tone. And they didn't do that. They were reacting. They weren't being proactive. And a, pro, and a reactive hockey team is not a team that's going to have long-term sustainable success. All right, we'll talk about one of the more concerning things from this game. One of the play, the, the, the single play that really stuck out to me that I, I, I frankly, at this, this point, just kind of tired of talking about it because I feel like a lot of people aren't making as big of a deal about it as we should. Um... But first, let's hear from one of our sponsors on today's show, and that is Built Bar. Celebrate the freedom of choice. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar in the world. And guess what? The best part about it is that they have so many delicious flavors. Uh, if you got a, if you're a coconut person, they got coconut. If you if you're just a regular chocolate person, well, guess what? They got double chocolate. But if you're like me, you'll grab a strawberry. They even got cookies and cream, German chocolate, mint brownie, all types of flavors. So go ahead to their website and check that out. You can mix and match them or you could just get all of the same flavor. You could get the mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. I mean, what what other company has nine flavors available for you? Not many with this high, this premium uh, protein bar that is provided to you. And the best part about these protein bars, not only do they taste great, but they are incredibly healthy for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Like I said, tasty and healthy. So you don't have to feel guilty afterwards. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at builtbar.com. And we're back here on Locked on Lightning. Just gave my initial thoughts on just the just that game. I mean, uh, like I said, I'm not going to go too in-depth on it just because, I mean, the box score speaks for itself. The Lightning did not rise to the occasion. They really did not. Um, and... Before I get into something that really has been troubling me, not only what happened in, la- in the opening game night, but uh, just just want to thank all of you. Just, you know, kind of a moment of gratitude for you, the listener, whether you're in the United States, Canada, overseas. Thank you. Just thank you from the bottom of my heart for being there, supporting the show uh, through COVID, through stupid two Stanley Cup runs, uh, hopefully another one in the in the making. Uh, not a good start, but you know what? We still got 81 more games to go. So I am not too concerned uh, with this team. 
uh, doing possibly contending for another cup. But I just want to thank all of you for for sticking with us. And uh, we have a sub a sub stack available. Go ahead on it's available. I'm, I'm going to post one every time I post a show. It's just that it's just going to be me just writing an extension of my thoughts, maybe things I might not get to on the show. As I'm saying that my laundry is done in the background. So my dryer is playing a little bit of a, uh, as, as uh, my locked on NHL host, Chris Masilli said an Irish jig. So, uh, yeah, enjoy that while I talk into the mic right now to you all. Uh, but yeah, just a little bit of a, an extension of, you know, thoughts, things, initial feelings that I get from games. Uh, sometimes I'll write them after I do the pod. Sometimes I'll write them before. And, and I'm not looking for this to be, you know, kind of a, you know, you don't have to pay for it. I mean, you could sign up for the email if you wish. Uh, really appreciate it. I mean, I, I think it's great. I, I really uh, think that it's something that you you will all enjoy. And, and this isn't going to be some one of those formal things where, um, you know, where, where it's going to be, you know, it's supposed to be a Pulitzer prize winning uh, newsletter. No, not at all. So, uh, it's available at lockedonlightning.substack.com. Uh, check that out. Um, yeah, it, it's just an informal thing. Kind of, I guess a hockey diary, if you want to, if you want to call it that. So yeah, uh, I kind of spoke initially, I spoke a little bit about game one, uh, just spoke about a little bit of things just kind of all over the place. Uh, like I said, you know, if you want to check it out, go ahead. Appreciate it. Uh, if you're just okay with watching us on YouTube and listening to me on Spotify and Apple, and all the other podcasting uh, distributors. Hey, that's that's up to you. You do your own thing. Um, but yeah, and just like to thank for you, thank all you all y'all to you know for for making us your first listener of the day. I'm sure it is because you guys are great and you love this show as much as I love you guys. So, all right, let's let's get enough of the sentimental crap. <laughs> let's get into the thing that really troubled me. Um, from this game just so let's let's take a couple of steps back so last season we saw it probably i want to say every few games or so so about maybe one out of every five there'd be a play behind the net and andre vasileski best goaltender in the world you know he does a lot of things great he, I mean, that's why he's he's in the Vezina Trophy conversation every year. But there is one thing that he needs to work on, and I think it's something that not a lot of people are talking about, and that is just the way he manages the puck behind the net in the trapezoid. I don't think he does a very good job whatsoever of that. Um, it was on the Heenan goal, and the worst part about that, I believe, was the... Yeah, it was the first goal of the game. I mean, what a crappy way to give up a goal to start off the NHL season. And the thing, the issue I have with it is I don't know what he's waiting for. I know a lot of goaltenders, when they have the puck behind the net, you're kind of baiting the goal, uh, the defender to skate in towards you. So kind of overskates the puck as you bang it off the, the boards. But that's not Andre Vasilevsky. He does not manage the puck well. He does not handle the puck very well at all a lot of times he just goes back there and and quite frankly it just seems like he just forgets 
what the situation is. You know, it, it seems like he's just skating around during warmups with a puck and just playing around with it. It's not like it, it just the body language looks like that. He it just looks like he's he doesn't understand the gravity of the situation. And I understand, like, you know, some people might disagree with me on that, but it turned into a goal. It's turned into a goal before. And I don't you know, I, I'm not asking Andre Vasilevsky to be a Marty Brodeur type possession puck handling goaltender. Not at all. I just want him to make smart choices. And I have not seen him do that consistently. And right off the top of my head, I'm not entirely sure when it happened, but I do remember last season it did result in a goal. And it resulted in a goal in this game. And it completely took the, the crowd out of it. It completely did not set the tone the right way. I get it. It was the second period. Understandable. But the Lightning are the kind of team where they thrive off momentum. They thrive off the energy of the crowd, especially at home, obviously. And to give up a goal like that on opening night where, let's face it, your team has done a complete makeover. I mean, you lost your entire third line. And you're kind of playing around with two lines as well. You're playing around with the third and the fourth. I, you know, as much as I like the combination of Corey Perry, Matthew Joseph and Ross Colton, I don't think that is a permanent line that we will see John Cooper be rolling out as the season progresses. I'd be almost shocked if we're around the Olympic break and he still has these exact lines. I think this year, John Cooper is going to do a little things differently. Obviously the last couple of years he had the, he was fortunate enough to just have players who were just complete anchors on, knew what their identity was right away. And just, you know, a lot of veterans and obviously that comes in handy. Um, But this year he has a little bit more young guys. So, you know, and the first two lines are going to need to step up and he's going to need a, a, a line that he could rely on consistently to go out there and might be a little bit more pressure this year for guys like Braden Point, guys like Nikita Kucherov, Steven Stamkos to not only stay on the ice, but to play well and kind of consistently lead and kind of almost carry the offense on a nightly basis. So we'll see how that shapes out. But really going back to the Vasilevsky thing, this is it, 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 it started as mistakes And it is now turned into just a habit and it's not a good habit. And I, I hope that this is addressed one way or the other. And I wish it was addressed in the off season. I was coming into this game with that in the back of my mind, kind of wanted to see how Vasilevsky would be able to, to handle the puck behind the net, especially in the trapezoid uh, as defenders are closing in on him and he failed the test. He really did. Other than that, I thought the Lightning were pretty soft down the middle on the on the back end. I didn't see a lot of whole lot of pressure. Uh, the Penguins were able to do a lot of things that they wanted to do, even in the neutral zone. Uh, Penguins not particularly a big team physically, but they they played like it. And the Lightning just couldn't do a lot of things. Um, they got stood up at the blue line a couple of times, multiple times actually, and just. It, it was it's one of those things where it seemed like after that goal 
and a lot of the stuff that the Penguins were able to do. And they, they pretty much set the pace from there on out until those cup, those last two goals uh, in the third period for the Lightning um, with Sorelli and, K- and Killorn. Really, other than that, it was the Pittsburgh Penguin show. And I, I would hope to see a complete 180 when the puck drops Thursday night against the Detroit Red Wings. And I'll, I'll discuss that a little bit uh, in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about our last sponsor on today's show, and that is betonline.ag. Hockey season is back and better than ever, so all eyes are on the ice as well as the gridiron as the NFL season is underway as well. Teams are back for another football season as well as hockey. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football, hockey, baseball. All your sports are available there. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. That's promo code locked on to receive your bonus. Bet Online, the fastest and easy way to bet on your sports needs. Bet Online where the game starts. And we are back here on Locked on Lightning just to kind of put a nice bow on everything. You know, like I said, I'm not, I, I didn't go really too much in depth on this game, you know, kind of just said what I need to say. I think this year, and I and I told myself this offseason, I'm going to be a little bit more blunt and honest about things. You know, I obviously this is a Tampa Bay Lightning focused um, podcast. We are we are all rooting for the same team here, listeners and hosts alike. But and and I kind of done this in the past as well, and and I'm kind of I'm trying kind of going to dig a little deeper with this without you know obviously trashing the team and the players, but this team you know has made their mistakes. I mean they're not a perfect hockey team. If they were, they would go eighty two and zero and win the cup every year, but they're not. And yeah, Vasilevsky as great as he is, needs to be better, ironically, outside of the net. <laughs> so, and they get to jump right into it. You know, no more long pauses for now, but Tampa Bay Lightning will be playing against the Detroit Red Wings uh, Thursday nights in Detroit. So a little bit of a quick road trip turnaround right here, uh, 7.30 start. And... My thing with the Red Wings, obviously, if you pay attention last season, the Detroit Red Wings on more than one occasion, to put it lightly, embarrassed. Embarrassed this team. And I think that the Lightning remember that. I think they 100% remember what happened last season. And they're going to come in into this game with a chip on their shoulder. And they're they're pissed off as well as about what happened at Amelie on Tuesday night. <clears throat> and I think that's something that is going to be the perfect combination. Obviously, they got to come out of the gates flying. Um, you know, definitely watch out for the first five minutes of this game and see how this team reacts. And like I said, like I stated earlier in the episode, I really think, you know, this team is full of vets. They're full of guys who know what they need to do to succeed on the ice, not only individually, but as a team. I, you know, I guess I'm throwing out my first prediction of the season here, but 
I really, I really think that Vazzy, if he's in net, which I don't see a reason as to why not, I think Coop is going to ride him out for the first couple of weeks and then, you know, kind of pick his spots here and there to, to let Brian Elliott play. But I really think that Vazzy's going to pitch a shutout. I think we're looking at a three, nothing, possibly a four, four, nothing game, uh, you know, four, nothing barring a, uh, a cheap goal at the end for an empty netter. And I also don't want, I also want to, don't want to, you know, miss out on the last game. Just saying, you know, uh, yes, they lost six, two and three of those goals were on empty netters. Um, my stance on that is, you know, the game is out of reach, you know, just, just play the game full strength. And if you get into one, that's different. But I, I, I think that's a, it's a little, I don't know. I, I feel like, constantly pulling the goalie and then giving up three on three empty netters is kind of a it's a foolhardy move um but listen uh coach cooper has won two stanley two straight stanley cup championships and is coaching team canada in the olympics and i am here talking on a microphone so uh you know obviously i am gonna trust in coach cooper uh and but at the same time you need to understand like to, I feel like in a way that also kind of depletes morale to a certain degree because you're constantly just climbing up the hill before you get pushed down. But, you know, that that is neither here or there. The result is what the result is. But I, I think that, you know, going back to my point to end things and wrap things up, I, I look at this roster for Detroit and you have some exciting names on here and you have some familiar faces. You have... Uh, one of my favorite lighting players from the last couple of years, Mitchell Stevens. Um, he obviously is on this team, so I'm, I would love to see kind of that reunion. Um, hopefully they could get him on the broadcast between one of the periods. And, and I'm sure they'll do a little thing for him on the broadcast, and especially at Amelie when Detroit comes to town. Uh, but the, the players that I should that you should look out for, I think Nick Letty. Uh, new addition to the team from the New York Islanders. So the Lightning are pretty familiar with him. Uh, I think Bertuzzi, you got to keep an eye out for him. Dylan Larkin, the captain. I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, Lucas Raymond, one of the hottest prospects over the last couple of years, top prospect in the Red Wings organization right now. I'm curious to see how this kid plays. I haven't seen him pl- one lick of, of video from him from the preseason, but my buddies from Locked on Red Wings, uh, they say nothing but good things, and I can't wait to see how he plays. I remember watching some of his stuff from junior hockey. What an electric player, uh, a guy who is definitely going to be a 30-plus goal scorer in this league. So this is going to be his first big test to see how he plays against a one of the best clubs in the NHL. So uh, definitely check that out. And and as always, we'll have a a pregame recap of that. And, you know, if you're listening to this on Thursday, we'll probably put out an episode. I would say either, I I don't know, we'll watch out for Twitter. So um, either we'll put out a pregame episode or we'll put out an episode after the game. So keep an eye out for that. So once again, give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore lightning, as well as on Instagram for locked on underscore lightning. So, yeah, a bittersweet beginning to the end, uh, beginning to the season. You know, you have the banner raising. Sonia's back. Uh, glad she's doing well singing the national anthem. She looks fantastic after a, a lengthy battle with COVID. Um, you know, so great. We got to get her on the show, man. Uh, it, 
I, I think that's what one of our missions is going to be this year. You know, we had we had Corey Perry on. We had Ross Colton. We've had Dave Randorf. We've had Jay Feaster, who has been a regular on the show now. We've had a slew of other people as well. We got to get Sony on the show. Um, maybe let her bust out the vocals a little bit as well. Uh, so we'll definitely work on that uh, in the meantime and keep an eye out for that. Maybe you guys could help us out. Tweet to her. Uh, so, you know, spread the words. Hey, say, say Sonia, hey, come on the show. Go, go talk to Locked on Lightning. Uh, so, yeah, do that for us. And we'll, we'll work our magic behind the scenes as well in the meantime. And, yeah, just thank you to all of you for, uh, you know, supporting us all these these past couple of years, these past couple of seasons. And uh, I'm really excited for my third season as the host of Locked on Lightning. And it's going to be actually our first 82-game season. Uh, so that's that's going to be interesting. First time on the show that we will be covering an 82 game season. If some of you remember in 2019-20, well, 2020, uh, February, I got signed on as the host. And then a month later, COVID happened. So even then, we still didn't have an 82 game season, but glad to be coming to you from game one and bringing it all the way to game 82 plus the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, buckle up for the ride. Give us a follow. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, uh, Google Play, wherever. Um, give us a follow on iTunes. Give us a review. We appreciate it. Give us a good one on iTunes. If you want to give a bad review, message us on Twitter. Message me on Twitter and let me know. I want to hear about it. Uh, at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. Definitely reach out to me with questions you know, about the show, questions that you want me to talk about on the show, things you want me to talk about on the show. Always love hearing from you guys, and the reception has been great. So that's been it for today's episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Banker. I'll talk to you in the next one.